Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is August 2nd, 2016, and it's so bright and sunny out, which is nice considering we had a horrible, horrible storm overnight. It was so loud. Oh, and my, my little one was just terrified of this whole thing, as was our dog, just completely terrified, couldn't settle down, and so it's kind of a rough night for people in my household, and we're sort of trying to recover from that right now. I haven't gone outside to see if any damage was done yet. I did see one branch down in the back, but hopefully there's not a lot going on out there when I get outside to check things out. But it's bright and sunny, so I don't know what the rest of the day is going to hold, but it doesn't look like it's going to be rain. At least I hope not, because got lots to do today. You know, summer is wrapping up here. The kids are going to be going back to school soon. I got to go buy school supplies, uniforms, all that jazz. I was getting very organized yesterday. I'm very proud of myself. I was really on point yesterday with going through all of their, their clothes. And so I have like three or four stacks of clothes that they completely outgrew. I can't believe that. Just in the, in the span of a couple months, completely outgrew. And, you know, got to donate those to Goodwill. And then uniforms, same thing. They just completely outgrew them. You know, one thing about the nice, the uniforms though, that's nice is that when the older one outgrows some of the uniform stuff, I can pass them along to the next kid, and I kind of like that. That makes things a little easier. <laughs> the other thing that I appreciate is that the school they attend happens to have a clothing closet, so you can go in and exchange clothes or just pay five bucks, and so that keeps the uniform costs down generally, which is so nice. It wasn't like that when I was a kid, and I went to private schools too. Our uniforms were expensive, and so it, it wasn't like that from what I recall. <laughs> but at any rate, that's what's going on in my area of the world. I hope you're enjoying your day and everything's going well for you. Today, we're going to talk about how to write supernatural suspense. Now, I've had other guests on the on this program over the last, you know, three, four years. I'm losing track of how, ta- how much time we've been together doing this. Um, and we've talked around some of that stuff, I think, and we've talked about world building and things of that nature. But today, my guest is author William Michael Davidson, and he's He's interesting to me because he's writing children's books like I do, and then he's also writing uh, adult fiction and happens to be writing supernatural suspense. And his recent book is Missing Person, and it's got a really interesting premise um, to it. And I downloaded the sample, and I unfortunately haven't had a chance to read the sample yet. I'm going to because I'm just intrigued by it. But it's about this guy named Brett Cole, and you know, he, he just has this special ability, which I thought, oh, that's really interesting. So he's keying in on something that I kind of have a, a, a weird interest in already. So I'm going to let him come on. William will come on, and he'll tell us more about his new book, Missing Person. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, William. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So, okay, I keyed in a little bit on it. I told a little bit, but I didn't give too much. So tell everybody about Missing Person. 
Sure. Um, gosh, it's always so hard. I, I feel horrible. I'm the author, and it's so hard to condense a story into uh, a few sentences. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's about a – I should know how to do this by now. But um, it's about a guy, as you mentioned, named Brett Cole, and he has uh, uh, really a, a supernatural ability. He can he can pick up time prints, uh, impressions of the past. What that means is the way uh, an investigator might be able to, to pick up fingerprints um, and know someone had touched something, someone was there, he can, uh, he can almost see moments into the past in certain places. Mm -hmm. Um, So because of that, um, he's actually taken as a young boy um, um, to be studied. um, And eventually his, his brain is basically wiped um, uh, and he's put out into society for observation. He doesn't realize it. Um, He's about 30 years old um, unaware that he had this gift as a child, and um, he, uh, the government starts coming after him. His gift reawakens. The government starts coming after him, and um, much of the story is him figuring out what this gift is, what it means, and and who is after him and why they're af- after him. So, it's a fun book. There's some, there's actually some romance in it too, which I I wouldn't say I'm necessarily in my normal genre, <laughs> but. Um, there's definitely a love story. There's lots of um, lots of action and adventure, and um, yeah, this whole idea of you know, I I think it goes actually even beyond the idea that the the supernatural story in and of itself of this this individual who has this ability to, to pick up moments of the past, but I think it applies to our own lives of how our past affects us, uh, um, how do we deal with our past. So there's a lot of thematic elements in it, which I think I think made it really fun to write because on one level it's a, it's a supernatural story and, you know, there's action, but I, I think there's lots of just kind of life principles in it too, which, which really happened by accident. I, I didn't necessarily mean to get that in there, but I was fairly pleased to see that people took some of those things out of it. So it was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you come up with this idea? You know, I... Thing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I, I'm again. I, I never know where the ideas come from. I I, I know I was actually in New York um, for an, another book that I um, that I had come out called Living Sacrifice, and I was at a um, uh, I was meeting with some people out there. Um, it was a writers conference, and we were meeting with some some publishers and things, and um, and I was. I was flying by, I mean, I got the idea at like 35,000 feet up in the air, you know, I was sitting <laughs> on the plane on the way back and I was all um, kind of amped up, you know, with um, just hearing all these cool ideas and I've always liked time travel. I always thought time travel was just a, uh, just a really fun concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, any story on time travel, I almost always want to read and this isn't really time travel, but it's, it's related. So, exactly. um, you know, yeah. So I was just sitting on a plane and I, I wrote the first, page sitting on the plane and I, I really didn't know where it was going to go. I, I never do. I never outline um, at all. And so I started writing it and um, and then from there it just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah. See, and I love things about time travel too. So when you when it said time prints, I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> What's that all about? You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, it's my favorite. Check this out. So how yeah. long did it take you to write the first draft of this particular book? Um, I, I think it took me too long. Um, I I I, I want to say that one took me longer than some of the other books I've been working on and that I've written. 
Um, it took about a year and a half, which for me is a long, a long time for the first draft. Um, and I stopped about, um, I think I had like a five month pause writing it, which, uh, which I don't think is normally a good idea. Um, but I think it took me about a year and a half and then I, and it, it took extensive editing. I mean, it always does. So I had to go back and I mean, I feel like the writing, so much of the writing is really just in the editing and what you choose to take out and what you choose to put back in. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, uh, you know, it worked, but I, I, I wish I wouldn't have taken that pause. I think I would have, maybe would have produced another right. book by now, but, um, I just had things going on in life and I was busy. So I took that pause, but a year, about a year and a half. I, I, I normally, I normally would like to, you know, to me, six to nine months is perfect for a first draft. That's what I like to do. I feel more connected to it. Um, the characters seem more real. But um, but that mm-hmm. one took a little bit longer. It, it's a little bit of a longer book, I, I think. From you know, the first draft was first draft was maybe over a hundred thousand words, I think. Which I like to mm-hmm. keep it maybe more like to eighty or ninety. So maybe that's why it took a little longer too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I know I find that when I take a break, I'm writing a, a, a novel. I'm working on manuscript first draft. If I take a break, yeah. it it just totally throws me off, and that's what happened recently. I was working on a, a first draft for On Your Six, which is in my series, and I had to take a little bit of a break, and I haven't been able to get back to it yet. And I've looked at it, yeah. and thought, oh, holy cow, this is going to be hard. <laughs> There's something about <laughs> oh, the yeah. flow. You know, the flow yes. gets interrupted. Yes. So that's what you find, I, I mean, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I found even, you know, I'm writing, I'm working on a book right now, um, and I, I find if I take even two days off for me, um, the, the flow can get a little messed up. So I, I try to do it every day in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, early, like ridiculously mm-hmm. early, <laughs> like 5:30. Um and I don't always, but but when I'm when I'm doing that every day, yeah, it's just it just it moves and it 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 seems yeah. much more real. So and it just seems easier. <laughs> quite yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the way to do it. I mean, I can <clears throat> I do I like to participate in Nano, Nano National Novel Writing Month because it makes me really focused. And so I know yeah. I can produce the first draft really fast. So taking yeah. that break is just so hard and detrimental to my writing. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it gets back on track eventually, which is okay. So yes. you've written, if I understand correctly, you've, I wouldn't say you've written, you've published two children's books and then the two novels? Yes, I've done two children's book, uh, two children's books. I've done um, two novels. Um, making sure I'm getting this right, yes. And I have a novel coming out in February, which you know, I'll talk about it another time. So, um, and there's a sequel to that one that I'm working on now. So I've, I kind of crossed the, the spectrum here, I guess, as far as genres are, are concerned. <laughs> so the one that you're, you're working on now that will come out in February, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the, is it The Remnant? No. The Remnant, yes. Oh, I was right, The Remnant, because I saw that on your yeah, Facebook yeah. page. So, yeah, you got that right. So that one, that, that one, these other two are not connected, right, the first two novels? No, the first two novels are, are they're total standalone. Missing person is a standalone. Okay. Um, okay. The the one that will be coming out in February, um, uh, the remnant will very well may be the first in a series. I'm working on the second one right now, um, but the first one will be out in in February, and I'll probably do a fe- that that's going to be a series most likely. So I'll probably do three of those, and then I'll I'll probably go back to some standalone novels unless another series. Now, why did you decide? Me. Why did you decide to do that? Because most people that I've encountered and that are authors just say that 
you know, writing the standalone novel is really challenging from a marketing perspective. Writing the series yeah. is actually pretty simple from a marketing perspective. So why are you making a, a switch up here? Um, you know, I, I well, it's it's funny. Missing person, uh, for example, uh, before my, my publisher picked it up, and you know, I'm totally happy with uh, the publisher I have for Missing Person, Clean Reads. But um, another publisher wanted to publish Missing Person, and they wanted it to be a series. And so they wanted me to do two more books after Missing Person. And, you know, it's like I thought about it, and, I mean, I agonized over it for, for you know, a few weeks. And I just, I just don't think there – I think the story was over, you know. So I, I guess my, my view is just I let the story kind of dictate. It's like if there's more – to it, then, um, then I'll, I'll write ten books. You know, if that's where the story goes. But I, I, I felt with several of my ideas, like Missing Person, Living Sacrifice, which is another one. Um, maybe one day, you know. I mean, I have these little kind of glimmers of like, oh, I could see how this could happen. But I really felt that those stories were just over. The the remnant. I think the difference with this one is, I think when I when I wrote the story, I, I sat back and I realized, oh my gosh, this is like, this is like the first train on a locomotive, you know, this, this could be, uh, this could go, this could go on for a long time. And, and, and it, I just think the story's not over. It's just, it's fun. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I, I just, I think it, it kind of, to me, just depends what the story is in and of itself. And, um, until the, until this book, I never really saw um, I never really saw the potential to really, really write several more books. But the remnant, I think, just opened up, and and there may be more than three. Even I mean, I could see I could see that one go go five, six, perhaps. So we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what <clears throat> the title of this episode is? How to write supernatural suspense? So what do you think are the key elements in writing supernatural suspense? Oh. Man, um, you know, I mean, I, I I probably think of two things, and the first is going to sound so cliche, but I think it's it's so true. Um, and I remember when I was a young writer, I would read this advice, and I go, oh, "Come on, give me something more," you know. But I I really think step one is just to read everything. Um, to to I mean, I, I feel like I try to re- try to write every day, and I try to read every day. So I just feel like consume, consume, consume um, anything that's even close to your genre. Um, just devour it, um, even if it's bad, <laughs> so you know what what not to do. So, um, so I, I mean, I, I read everything, and you know, I I feel like with the supernatural suspense, when I when I when I get into that kind of genre, um, I always think I guess like the guiding idea that I always have is like, what if? Wouldn't this be weird? You know, um, mm-hmm. and so and so it's it's that question. I guess, like in the back of my mind, that when I'm when I'm writing or as the story's coming together, I'm always thinking, um, oh, what if? You know, wouldn't that be weird? It's like a conversation you have with a friend. You know, you're sitting there over coffee, and you know, you're like, oh, what if? Wouldn't that be weird? You know, and then you have this chance to actually make it happen on paper. So that's always just just fun for me to uh, to to kind of bring that question to life, you know, because I think we all have mm-hmm. these questions of what if, you know, wouldn't that be weird? What if, what if people could do this? So um, I try to let that be my, uh, you know, kind of my, my inspiration to answer that question, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I always love that game, the what if game. I'm usually doing it with myself in terms of my yeah. life, not with a partner, but <laughs> what if this yeah, happened? Yeah. And it's and it's a it is a fun way to get through some things, though I don't write supernatural or I have it. <laughs> no well yeah. I shouldn't say that. I do have a middle grade book that's a it's got a time travel element to it. Um, yeah. but I'm not working on it right now. So and you know what's you, you know, mentioned, you know Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, the, the funny thing is, I, I don't even, I do write supernatural suspense, and I, it, I don't know why. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. My wife always, my, my wife's an avid reader. She's a great reader. Um, she actually, she's a better reader than me, I think, in a lot of ways. And she's always like, why supernatural suspense? You know, <laughs> so it's just funny because I don't think it's her. You know, she reads my things and she likes them, but she um she always asks me you know why so i i i guess at the end of the day i i don't know why that's just the way the ideas come so <laughs> mhm well it's a, i think it's an intriguing uh possibility you know to sit there and just think about all the things that could happen if if someone had a special ability of some kind and i think that's just yeah. fun to think about so maybe that's it cuz you i did say that it's fun for you to write it so maybe it's just that yes. you're really fascinated by that that whole yeah. idea. Now you mentioned that you have a publisher, uh, Clean Reads, I believe, yes. is your publisher. Tell me about yeah. that process. How did you find Clean Reads, and and what that what has that relationship been like for you? Um, it's you know, I mean, I found them, I guess, the way that um, you know, not nothing super special in the sense of you know, I just looked up publishers that would be publishing in this genre and um, sent the manuscript to them, and you know, it was kind of all happened from there. They've been, um, I think they did a really good job um, I, uh, with this book. They they took it through three or four rounds of editing, which I was impressed by um, how much editing that they that they went through. Um, there's a great community of writers. I think probably the the, the coolest thing um, that I found is just that there's this community of of authors that uh, have published uh, through Clean Reads, and they. They all support each other. They they help each other. They give each other advice. So um, I think that's been I think that's been kind of a, a a cool thing. But they they've been very supportive. I thought they did a great job with the cover art. I think the cover art is um, exactly what I actually it's better than I imagined because I kind of had a slightly different concept. And then when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is this is cool, <laughs> you know. And um, I appreciated their editing and um, and and just the support. So it's it's been a it's been a good good uh you know it's been smooth sailing so far with um, the new series or the new book um, the remnant um, there'll be another uh, another publisher I'm working with that one um, called Dancing Lemur Press and they will be uh, doing that one and they've been they've been great as well you know and that one of course hasn't launched yet but just just all of the uh, uh, the pre promotion stuff that we're getting ready to do they've been they've been exceptional so I feel like I've I've been fortunate to have pretty cool people <laughs> so far to work with. <clears throat> what made you decide to go with a publisher? And, and both of these publishers are small press publishers. They're certainly not among yeah. the, the big yeah. five or so. So what made you decide to go that route instead of just indie publish? Um, you mean just like self-publish or? Yeah, just do it all your your own. Why go through the, the small press? Um. I, I think you know there, there's a couple reasons. I, I and I have self-published before. I've done a little bit of that, and I I just felt I, I 
I love to write. I just I love the creative process. I just I want to write. I don't want to I don't want to um, have to deal with, um, you know, the, the detail. My wife tells me this all the time too. I'm not a detail person. I am I'm more of a concept person. <laughs> um, we have this joke all the time. She she takes care of the details. I take care of you know. I kind of have more of the vision. So I like uh, being. I feel freed up. Um, I feel freed up to actually just do the writing. Um, and if, for example, with the new book that's coming out, The Remnant, in February, um, you know, they've, you know, the cover art just was released. They, I just sent back edits. They're working on some things, and I'm, I'm, my focus is just writing the next book. Um, so a lot of it was that. Um, that was probably number one. And number two, and it's kind of related to that, is I, I just felt, I mean, I think as a writer, you have to self-promote no matter what. It's just the name of the game, and, and I, I like doing it. I mean, I'm like things like this, I I love talking about writing, um, so I thoroughly enjoy it. But um, just my experience has been doing some self-publishing is just having a publisher, and just the more people you have on your side, just makes it makes it a little easier. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I I, I want to spend most of my energy just writing new things. <laughs> so if it can if it could mm -hmm. lighten that burden even a little bit, then I'm all for mm -hmm. it. You know, mm -hmm. So for mm -hmm. me, for me, I think it's a good fit. Mm -hmm. So what the it sounds like Clean Reads does some editing for you. They did the book cover thing. I looked into them because I hadn't heard of their uh, company before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and it is a truly a small press. I mean, it, it seems like there's the one owner, and then she has um, a virtual assistant somewhere else working for her. But she must be teaming with other people to make all this happen because yeah. it, it was a pretty busy website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, I, I again, I think there's a community, and they're all pretty, pretty engaged, and they all we all help each other. And um, so, you know, in the world of publishing, it's definitely it's not the big five for sure. Um, but you know, I've I've just felt like they've been very, very supportive. And there's, and I guess that's what I mean as far as self-publishing. Um, I feel like with, with with this publisher, I could I could contact several people right now, get advice. Um, you know ways to share the book. Um, so mm -hmm. that's been, that's been helpful. That's been pretty nice. So you mentioned a couple times to talk about Remnant and that's coming out in February. What yes. sorts of things are you doing now to promote that? Well, we, um, you know, I just, I just got an email from them. Um, we are going to uh, – there's going to be some early release books. I, I, I think – this is all very new to me, um, but I think they're going to go out in about a month for some readers, I think, to get some initial feedback. Um, the cover art was just released, which is pretty early. I mean, the book isn't out till February. Um, and I, I think we're getting some preliminary copies out to certain readers, I, I think, but it's all very – you know, it's, it's pretty new to me <laughs> as far as their mm -hmm. plan of attack. But um, – I, I think we're going to start getting books in some people's hands um, for some, some early reviews to start reading. Um, so that's, I think, what's going to be happening um, with, uh, with The Remnant. But I'll know more in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much, William, for being with me here on Back Porch Writer. Why don't you tell everybody how they can reach you? Okay. Um, yeah, uh, you can... Find me on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com, right, forward slash, I guess it is, um, or backslash, whichever one it is, uh, William Michael Davidson. Um, and I'm on Twitter 
at uh, it should be Real WM Davidson. I believe that's it. Um, and uh, the book's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and other online avenues. You should be able to find it. Yes, I know that I I found it. There was something that came up a giveaway you were doing, and I was like, dang it, I didn't win the giveaway. <laughs> oh yeah, there'll be that's, more. So keep that's looking. <laughs> That's how I ended up downloading the sample, though, was because oh, I oh. didn't win the giveaway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's cool. No problem. That worked out. That worked out all right, you know, because it got me yeah. looking at it, which was a smart thing, right? That's what you want a giveaway to do. So, exactly. again, thank you so much for being with me. And be sure to come back when, you know, in February, well, before February, schedule something before February so that you can talk in more detail about your next book. That would be cool. I would love to do that. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Have a great day. Okay, thank you very much. I'm going to be reading that sample because I just I've been busy and couldn't get to it, but I'm going to read that sample of missing person. It just sounds like it's right up my alley. Something that'll be interesting. I've been looking for something that really I could get into um, from a reading perspective because I've picked up a few things lately that I just my head just couldn't get into them. I don't know why. I don't know if it was a pacing issue or or what. So I'm going to check out his book and and see if I can just immerse myself but I'm intrigued by the entire concept so I'm betting I'm going to like it you if you want to be on this show you can go over to backwardtrier.com and just find the show guest page follow the instructions there and schedule via Calendly I have openings in September October November December I do not have any openings in August so September, October, November, December, there are openings for you to be a guest on this show. And if you happen to be a publisher, of course, you could be a guest on the show. Marketing expert, you could be a guest on the show. So it's the show for writers, about writers, and writing. So be sure to go over to the website, backporchwriter.com. Until then, sit a cell, pull up a chair, just, you know, write, people. That's what you need to do. That's what I need to do. I've got to get back to that. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackPorchWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write.